You're listening to San Antonio Public Library's podcast, Tuned In. This podcast is made possible through the generosity of the San Antonio Public Library Foundation. Our sound engineers are Daniel Garcia and Daniel Gonzalez. Show notes can be found at guides.mysapple.org. Now I'm going to go ahead and start us off. I'm Raquel. I work here at Central. Hi, Raquel. Um, So I kind of fell into working at the library. I had lost my job, and I was kind of just looking for something, and um, a relative told me that the library was hiring, and I was like, why not? And I discovered that this is exactly where I needed to be. I I have a huge sense of community and making a difference. I had always wanted to be a teacher um, for kindergartners because I wanted to be that, like, crucial... Um, stepping stone and teaching them how to read. So reading has always been a very big passion of mine. Um, So when I worked at my first library, I was a circulation attendant. And then I quickly moved up to be a library assistant about three months later. And that's where I felt like I was really um, able to make a bigger impact on my community, people coming in that needed help finding materials or just didn't really know how to use the computer or wanted a magazine article or wanted a newspaper and I was able to provide all of the information or at least steer them in the right direction to be able to find what they needed and I just felt like that was my calling and I've been doing it for over 20 years now and I have done it from everything to from circulation to shelving books to putting a program together summer reading like every aspect except cataloging I find it extremely boring I'm sorry but I have even mended books and processed so it's all been really really a fun trip for me and I look forward to continuing on this ride that is just pretty amazing to me so that's what the library is to me JD what about you thanks Raquel um the library to me is about community like you said i was i will talk about my work with the teens but now i'm remembering when i worked with um the general public because that's also very rewarding too when they come in with their projects or whatever they're into helping them find those books but working in the teen library i get to do programs bigger programs like rock the plaza teen arts fest to get the teens into the arts but on a weekly basis eclectic electric takes place in the teen library in our studio where I can teach them guitar, how to record, keyboard, stuff like that. And we right. also do the eclectic, which is like working on haunted houses or art or poetry. Recently, I'm trying to get the kids in the uh, comedy improv and that's, that's pretty cool. It's very, very rewarding seeing them grow. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Rebecca, what about you? So for me, libraries have a, a bit of a story and I'll just briefly touch on this. Uh, Some of you may or may not know, um, I've been working with the library for just uh, three years now, newly promoted to senior circulation. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. And for me, it's a huge stepping stone because when I started with the library, I started off as a part-timer, and I got my position because I went to a library to look for jobs, and I had help from the staff. And they encouraged me, and I kept pressing along, and I finally got my foot in the door, and I worked my way up, and now here I am. But the backstory to this is 
before I started looking for jobs at that particular library in my neighborhood at that time, I had been abroad for many years. I lived in Europe. And during the time that I lived there, I didn't speak the language of the country that I was living in at first. I learned later, but I started learning by myself by checking out grammar books and sitting at the public library at the main train station and reading those books until things clicked. Yes, I asked questions and I had people help me along the way, but using that public space and being there at the library was comforting to me because it felt like I belonged there. I didn't feel discriminated against. I felt like it was a place that I could be on whatever day it was, whether I was having a great day or not such a great day. I could sit there and just be, even if I wasn't checking out a book or reading anything in particular that was in German. It didn't matter. The point was I was welcomed and continuing that journey, coming back to this country and looking for a job, I went to the library and I immediately felt welcomed. I was helped, I was encouraged, and I kept going and I got my job and I'm continuing that journey because I want to continue to extend that courtesy to others that need it. And I believe it's important to continue to let people know that they have a place they can come even if they don't have a library card. Maybe they just want to sit here and read a, read a magazine or a newspaper. Right. Maybe they just want to look around at all of the books we have and all of the beautiful artwork right. and, and look at this beautiful building that we are so blessed to have here at Central. Absolutely. And I just feel that being a part of that and everyone who works here, we contribute to that every day that we're here and we give back what we can to those who really need it. And that's what public libraries mean to me. And also it's, all, it's one of the last things in our society that's free. You don't have to buy anything here. Even if you don't have money, you're still welcome here. No matter what your background is, no matter where you came from, no matter what language you were born speaking, you can still be here and it's still your place right. to be. That was very Excellent. well put. Edward, what about you? What, what does the library mean to Edward? Well, I have a question for Rebecca. Yes, Since sir. you were abroad, what are the differences and similarities between the libraries in Europe and the libraries we have here in San Antonio? That's a really good question. I would say across the board, most libraries are generally the same, what I found. Obviously, difference in language, which you check out, but you do find books in different languages. You can check out media, for example, CDs and DVDs, newspapers and magazines. The difference for one that I can think of here, you can get a free library card. When I lived abroad, you had to pay for your library membership um, yearly dues. They weren't too expensive, but you didn't have to pay late fees. Ah. And I think that's where they made their money was making sure you paid your yearly dues. They had fees on a few other things, but not on books as far as I recall. Maybe on media, like DVDs and CDs, but not on books, if That's I recall correctly. Um, 
And they did have their limitations as far as how many items you could check out at a time. They did have a reference staff at every library I visited. Otherwise, I couldn't really tell you much other than they all seemed pretty similar across the board. The same sense of community? Same sense of community. I didn't notice if they had a lot of programs That's for teens, for example. That's a good question. For adults, I did notice there were programs um, and also help for finding jobs, but they also had a lot of other programs that helped people find jobs that were not related to the library. So I think the library was more for studious purposes and also just for people who wanted to sit and read. And you did have, interestingly enough, people who were destitute who did use the library as a safe space to sit and be inside away from the cold elements. I'm sorry, did they have many social programs? Mm, some. Some. Not not a lot at the library, but there were other social programs available through other organizations, but not necessarily through the library. Okay. Right. I hope that answers your question, Edward. <laughs> Speaking on libraries that we should see, uh, McAllen Public Library is also another one that has is one to see. I'm from the uh, the Valley originally, and I used to work at one of the branch libraries, and they just remodeled. They are in uh, what used to be a Walmart, and it's very much like here. They have a lot of art, It's and they also have the automated system, and it's in a clear room, so like a fish tank, essentially, where you can actually, the kids can see when they drop their book off, and you'll see it go through the conveyor belt, and it's pretty interesting. Um, so... If you're ever interested, you know, stopping by, it's a three and a half hour drive from here. I think it would be worth the trip. That sounds cool. But Edward, you never told us what libraries mean to you. So can we get your perspective? Sure, not a problem. What do libraries mean to me? For me, a library is a safe space. We offer information, we offer opportunity, we offer resources for people to better themselves or just to hang out, watch a movie, depending on the branch or hang out, read a book, enjoy themselves, depending on the programs, we have teen programs, children programs. But I really believe that we try to promote being a lifelong learner. We have the resources here to learn to cook, learn to play chess, anything you want to do, we have the opportunity and a, and a resource here that allow you to do that. And another aspect of what I do at the branches, I do a lot of outreach and I try to promote the programs we have. We have the book festival a couple of weeks ago and we were at John Jay High School and people were coming up and said, hey, what are you doing here? The book festival was downtown. How can you be to places at once? So that's right. There's, we were delighted that people were aware of all the situations that were going on with John Jay Steel Festival, that's the book awesome. festival downtown. And it's just amazing how people are so aware of the services we offer here in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. I love hearing that. Seriously, I right. do. It was it was awesome. A lot of people referred to us to what are you doing here? The book festival downtown. Right. What time is it in? It was it was amazing. That's that's always really nice to hear. When um, I went to the Cesar Chavez march, I wish I had had a microphone because we were in line, you know, getting ready, and there was a couple of women behind us. They were just having this 
fantastic conversation about how they love the library because they're always checking out ebooks and it's so convenient and one of them was like I listen to an audiobook while I'm cleaning and it's so nice that I have it on my phone because I always have my phone on me anyways it's super convenient and I just love my library I was like oh my goodness you like my my heart was like bouncing out of my chest I was it was so um so pleasant to hear such nice feedback and yes I realized that they were probably it and you know seeing us out there just triggered that that um thought and just it, it's it's nice to know that people are definitely utilizing all that we have to offer and to get that positive feedback without having to ask for it was was pretty cool and it illustrates that theme of community you um you reminded me I was on, well, a part of a library float during the parade once, a day parade, and when they would see the library uh, float come by, everyone would whip out their cards like right. we were some kind of rock stars or something. That's really <laughs> yeah. heartwarming. Yes, absolutely. I would have loved to have seen that. <laughs> I think it's so wonderful, for example, just in my personal life, when I tell people where I work, their eyes light up. They seriously do. You work in a library? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. And the questions I get are, things like well you know do you get to read while you're there (laughs) yes we're paid to read (laughs) and unfortunately we don't get paid to sit and read books unbeknownst to many people right but nonetheless i think it's fascinating that people are so intrigued still by libraries and the fact that here in san antonio we have 28 locations 29 29 locations Mm -hmm. thank you raquel we have 29 locations in our city of San Antonio alone. That shows that the need for libraries is still there. It right. still continues to grow. And as long as we, who work in this public service, we continue to promote that, we will probably have more libraries maybe within the next five years. I would hope so. To create more One jobs. Dream. And, <laughs> and more opportunities for communities to reach further right, right, and connect. And absolutely. I think it's super important that we spread that message and continue to do the work we do. Yeah. I always say I'm always on the clock because I'll wear a library shirt when I'm, you know, at the grocery store or I do too. <laughs> um, people or I see people at the red box. I'm like, you should get your movies at the library <laughs> and it's free. Um, I tell people all that all the time or I'll post it on my Facebook or my Instagram you know I'm watching such and such movie courtesy at San Antonio Public Library and people are like y'all have new movies I'm like uh, yes you don't even know like you should totally have your library card and I've encouraged several people to come in and and get their cards and it's always it's always fun to see their faces when they look at the the dvds or when their kids see all the books and or the programs it's just it's such a nice feeling to to see the joy in their faces it's great yes i agree raquel i have a question for the i have a question for the group can you tell us what's your most unique experience you had at the library since you've been with sapple probably not uh, there's so many. Yeah, it's that's a, a really difficult question. Just one that just pops in your head right now. What do you have, Raquel? Uh, okay, so this was not too long ago. I had a gentleman come in and tell me he was looking for a book talking about the west side of San Antonio, and he, all he could tell me was the book was yellow. <laughs> and 
and it had a very unique name, something he didn't know how to pronounce. And I was like, okay. So we started, I said, let me go ahead and start, uh, you know, the series of reference questions of, well, it was an era during a certain time frame, and he was able to tell me that it was um, in the 60s. And I was like, okay. So we, we started narrowing it down, and I literally went through maybe 10 different clicks to finally get to um, the book and I, w- I saw it it's so nice that our catalog has the picture of it, of the books because as soon as he saw me scrolling and he's like that's it and he was so excited and he says I want to tell my nephews about it because they're in this gang life and I want to um, show them that like you may think that you want to be separated but in reality you want to be part of your community and not uh, as, like portion yourself out because what the book was about was how the neighborhoods after a certain time were not allowed to be out they had to be in their own neighborhood by a certain time and I was like that is crazy and fascinating and it was um, just something that he wanted to share with his nephews and I ended up wanting to read the book also so I put it on hold for myself after he was done with it and when he came to pick up his hold after I requested it he again thanked me and he was like, I can't believe you f- you found it for me. I literally gave you just so little to work with and he was just so happy that I found the item for him and, and I think that that's why I do this job and that's what sticks out in my head and that's because it was so recent. That's why I can just share that particular moment with you. That's a great example. Thank you for sharing that with us. Sure. How about yourself, Rebecca? There's been quite a few actually, but the one that I think resonates with me right now is I have a a regular patron used to have I don't see him much anymore his name is Yusuf and he has a caretaker named Lindsay they used to come in regularly in the evenings Wednesday evenings to check out books Yusuf was very particular about how he wanted his books checked out he's a special needs patron that's why he has a caretaker and every time he would come up He would come to my station because I was patient with him and I did it the way he liked it. And I would hand him his books and he was always very pleasant and would smile in this kind of crooked way, very sweet, and thank me and shuffle off with his caretaker and they would go looking around the library. It's just something that he liked to do. One evening he comes back to return books and he saw me, he came straight to me. I greeted them both. Hi, Yusuf, how are you? Hello, Lindsay. And Lindsay said, Yusuf has something to give you. I said, okay, sure. And he said, Rebecca, I have this card for you, and I, I want you to have it. And it was a card that was just this pale turquoise card with white letters, and on the inside it was blank. And he took the time to write with his handwriting in pencil that I was the best librarian he'd ever met and thank you for always helping him um, you're the best I love you Yosef that's sweet oh that is the sweetest and I have that thank you card that note on my refrigerator because I like to look at it every morning and it just reminds me of why I do what I do and I d- unfortunately I don't see him 
and Lindsay very much anymore. I don't know why. I think they may have changed their night that they come in. Um, but whenever they do get a chance to come in and I get to see them, I'm always happy to see him because it just makes me feel good to see him. And he still remembers. And I said, and I, every time I see him, I do tell him, Yusuf, I still have your card. And he smiles. Aww. So that, that sticks with me a lot. To me, it's a difficult question because it's such a unique place to work where, right. where there's so many cross-sections, so many different worlds coming together here, like whether you know, it gets turned into an event like PopCon or mm-hmm. Teen Arts Fest. We have, we've had movies shot here, so actors have come in. Yeah, that's awesome. You regularly see, of course, like news people, politicians. But Rebecca jogged my memory, so I do have a kind of unique uh, story somewhat similar to hers. When I was working circulation at Westfall, there, there would be a branch that would always come in and say, you're always, you're always so um, nice to us, good to us. We, we're going to bake you a cake. They always promised to give me a cake. And I was like, <laughs> well, cool. You know, I didn't, I didn't say it, but I was definitely looking forward to that cake. Right. And then one time, um, they were like, oh, we forgot it. And then they walk out. They come back in about 10 minutes later. There was a Walmart across the street. And they're like, we got you a chicken. <laughs> so I got a rotisserie chicken. I was like, oh, hey, that's, okay. for, that's a, a nice, a, a nice replacement. <laughs> that's very nice. Edward, your own question. Let me think. Recently, the most unique experience I've had on April fourth, we had the Master Chef Junior contestants uh, do a cooking demonstration at the Get Library. So it was the four Master Chefs came out and they made glow in the dark cupcake frosting for cupcakes, oh, and. Fun. It was a, the meeting room was full. It was maybe 74 people came out. Wow. Nice. And the kids were amazing. They were phenomenal. They, they shared the experience of their love for cooking, their favorite dishes, and everything. It was, it was amazing. But the part that I enjoyed the most was at the end, they were taking pictures and, you know, talking with the, the people in the crowd. And it was a group of girls, there were three girls, and they asked the master chefs to sign their cooking boards. And I'm like, wow, these kids thought ahead to bring the cooking boards to have them sign that. Um. And it's just that the phenomenon of you being able to see a person you see on TV, talk to them, have a picture with them, and just have a conversation with them, and you admire them so much you want to sign your cooking board, that takes a lot of thought. And I thought that's a wonderful place for that connection to happen at the public library because it's free, and we're all about making those connections and ties for the community. That was was one of the best experiences I've had, that those kids would take their time on their busy schedule and just come down and just talk and bake for these kids, and it was amazing. All yeah. that and cupcakes. And cupcakes. And cupcakes. I know. That's uh, definitely and, the icing on the cake. And no? the Literally. cupcakes were phenomenal. <laughs> yes. Phenomenal. They were very good. I've had a lot of great experiences with the library. We have wonderful patrons at Geta. We have one patron. She brings us a Sopapilla cheesecake oh, every good. Christmas, Miss Sue, and it is to die for. As soon as I put it on the table in the back, it is gone. So <laughs> it, it's a wonderful experience, and we, we touch so many people's lives, and those people also touch our lives. So we Absolutely. need to keep that in mind. I think we carry a little piece of every patron, like especially our regulars. We definitely know there I, I used to have a patron who loved the movies and as soon as they knew Tuesday they'd show up and they'd be like oh, what did y'all get today <laughs> and uh, because I'm a, a big movie goer I love going to the movies it's like one of my favorite things to do they would always ask me so I had several patrons who would just kind of be like well did you see this one what did you think and I kind of give them a little synopsis of what what the movie was about and they're like okay 
But because I knew their personalities and their family life, I was able to say, I personally liked it, but I don't know that it's going to mesh well with your family. And being able to say that to them and not offending anybody uh, just goes to show that we actually take the time to, to learn what our patrons want and and not necessarily a need, but we know what they like and, and we want to help them find what they like. And if we can help them avoid something that we may, I mean, they may not necessarily appreciate, then we're saving them time and that they sometimes would be like, well, I'm gonna check it out anyway. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, let you know, let me know what you think. And they'd, be, they'd come back and they'd be like, oh yeah, you were, you were right. Well, I mean, I wasn't trying to be right. I just, you know, I, I kind of have gotten to know y'all as, as people and I wanted you to go home and, and be like happy that you got something. But um, actually talking about movies, I just went to see the public, um, which is talking about the library in Cincinnati. And it was so good, but it was hilarious to hear some of the question, the reference questions that the patrons were asking because it resonated so um so well with the group of us because we were all you know library employees that went together to watch this and it's just you know the common um do you get to read oh it must be nice to get paid to read all day which obviously we know is not true and then the do people still go to libraries I'm like yes <laughs> yes people still go to libraries all the time we're super super popular especially san antonio i gotta say that san antonio definitely embraces the library and appreciates like truly truly appreciates the library i've never been and i've worked for three different cities and two different um government installations and san antonio by far has been the most appreciated i think that i've ever seen so that's pretty awesome to be part of such an amazing um establishment that is is truly appreciated by their their community it's it's great thanks for listening to san antonio public library's podcast tuned in we look forward to seeing you at the library soon hey thanks for listening and get connected on mysapple.org with twitter facebook youtube snapchat pinterest Flickr, instagram and follow tuned in on soundcloud itunes and google play music